0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life
2: thank you for joining me today for Let's Get Moving. Today we are talking about planting your own food and the nutritional benefits of homegrown foods. And with me today from the Utah Department of Health, Laura holtrup Cole and Judy Harris, both public health nutritionists. Let's talk about herbs and spices. And I know that they make a huge difference for me. I mean, it's fun in the summer to go out and like Yesterday I went up the garden snipped some fresh parsley and used mm-hmm. it in a recipe. So everything that I have that's perennial of course like chives and parsley and oregano and I want to hear what some of your favorites are. Talk about the value of like planting things like basil and oregano in a garden.
3: They just really pack a punch and having it accessible in your backyard. I mean there's nothing like fresh basil. You can't you can't, you know, get it any better than that. And there's so many different varieties of basil. I think a few years ago I had like seven different varieties of basil. My favorite are just the sweet basil because that can go into anything like pesto or um, just your salads or anything you're doing. You know, you can serve it also with a little mozzarella cheese and some drizzled balsamic and that's a meal in itself you know, on on a tomato instead of a cracker. I mean, it's just, oh, that's like my favorite. You know, you can dry some of these things too to have them year round. And those even, the dried uh, herbs taste much more fresh and flavorful than, um, you know, buying something in the store that's been, you know, packaged for quite a long time. So
2: so so you kind of hit on the value and how it changes the flavor of your foods. Laura, did you want to add something to that?
1: Sure, yeah, we I could talk all day about herbs. But yeah, it adds a lot of nutrition. A fun fact about parsley is it has more iron and folate than kale by weight. So it's really worth the effort to grow and and get into your diet. But also just the flavor of herbs um, really can boost the flavor profile of your meals. And like you mentioned, you just went out back and grabbed some parsley. And it can help prevent waste because a big complaint of people is buying a big bunch of fresh herbs and then not knowing what to do with the path that you didn't use. So this prevents that from happening. Right.
2: Do you know anything about comfrey? Just because I have it and I've never really done much with it, can you tell me anything about comfrey? <laughs> I know it's been um, like used in teas and, and sort of um, in herbal remedies before. And it's one of those, that has a really big leaf and it's really pretty even without the yeah. flower, but the little flowers on it are beautiful, which is probably why initially... I planted it in my herb garden.
1: Right. Which I would say is a great value if it's visually beautiful. Right. <laughs> um, I also haven't done much with comfrey. Um, I, know, I know you can do comfrey tea. The only other thing I've done with comfrey is when I'm planting potatoes. Planting a potato with a leaf of comfrey is supposed to make them grow faster. <laughs> oh. Who knew? Um, hmm. uh, who knew? Who knew? But in terms of eating it, I, I don't know. Someone's going to have to tell us. Mm-hmm.
2: What other things as far as herbs should people think about when they're they're planting an herb garden? What kinds of things should we be putting in there? You mentioned basil. I mentioned oregano because I'm Greek, and Greeks and Italians can't cook anything without oregano. So, of course, that one's in my garden. But what other right. things should we think about?
1: So we haven't talked much about the perennial herb, which is important to to know which ones are perennial and which are not because... Um, Though that means they'll come back year after year, um, and you want to plan for that and have space for it because those can be really great because they're easy to grow and they, you know, can turn into bushes. Um, but you want the space, so that would be things like rosemary and lavender. We don't usually eat so much, but it's a nice herb to have in your garden. Your scallions, right? Your your garlic. Yep, those are. What, is garlic biennial or perennial? Mike, I
2: planted garlic years ago, and I'm still harvesting garlic. It just continues to spread. And I, uh, on one of my posts last week, I had just a big bunch of garlic that I had pulled out. I needed to actually move it to plant something else because it had kind of taken over. But there's nothing like the smell of fresh garlic. I mean, we know that garlic is aromatic, but fresh garlic is just on a totally different level.
1: Yeah, and those garlic scapes are also so wonderful that shoot that comes out of well i guess it's the a certain type of garlic that you can harvest in the spring and use like spring onions so right. flavorful
2: i have a ton of chives so i know chives are another good one i kind of use them in place of green mm-hmm. of onions often because i don't usually have green onions in my fridge for some reason and they seem to be a good replacement for green onions
3: yeah so they have um you can put them in so many different things and there's nothing like the fresh onions there's nothing like fresh parsley although that's not a perennial but but parsley
2: reseeds and goes everywhere like it's not where i planted it but i have plenty of parsley in my vegetable garden for sure
1: Mm -hmm. and it's nice if you have a lot of say oregano but you don't have rosemary a lot of times you can exchange those in a recipe and it turns out really well so it gives you some flexibility and you want to watch too like
3: where you you do your herbs like i think laura had mentioned about some of the basics when you plant things kind of be aware of the sun direction, how much shade you've got, but pay attention to that as far as where your your sunscape is, you know, where is it going to be the most, you know, benefit for whatever you're growing, and, and some of those perennials do just take off mint, we haven't talked about mint, but there's all kinds of mint that, that also will take off, a lot of that stuff, got to watch it, it doesn't take over, like you said, Maria, the the scallions, you know, they will just take off, they're really pretty too, they're ornamental ornamental and decorative that way too, but they'll, they'll definitely take over. I was going to mention too, I love... Shallots And they sound so sophisticated and they're just basically a cross between an onion and a um, garlic. and they're, But they're just, they're, they have a different flavor and they're so good in, in recipes. And they're so easy because they're just like a, a little bulb and they will continue to come back every year for you.
2: Let's talk about yeah. mints for a minute. You mentioned how they can take over. I've had this happen. I have spearmint, lemon mint, chocolate mint, huh? all different The spearmint definitely wants to take over the entire place if I let it. So I have to be careful. But the good thing about spearmint is the roots kind of run up close to the surface. So they're easy to keep from taking over everything else. But you do have to kind of keep an eye on them. So talk about the mint. Why should we plant mint? Other than we love the way it smells.
1: um, Yeah, it smells so wonderful. Judy and I were talking about how to use herbs. And especially when like things go crazy in our garden like mint. It can feel like a blessing and a curse, uh, but uh, mint is one of those that you could grab a handful and throw in a fresh green salad um, to really boost the flavor. Um, cilantro and basil are also great for that. Beyond just green lettuce, herbs are great in a, a fresh green salad. I'm going to fess
2: up. I've never done that, and I have a ton of mint in my yard. Now, Oh, I, I recommend it. I'm not sure that I would do spearmint because it's probably not my favorite that way, but the lemon mint I'm sure would be wonderful as well.
1: And if you're a little nervous you could um, mince it up really finely so you're not getting a whole leaf in your mouth or you could also just throw a bunch in salad dressing.
2: Great idea I love that.
1: And don't
3: forget to put it in your water if you have a, a half a lemon or a quarter of a lemon or a, you know part of a lemon and a lime and just throw some mint in there that's a great way just to drink more water. Yeah and of I... course teas, but during the summer.
2: Herbs besides the nutritional value, I think they add to the whole experience of our food. So maybe their value is greater in just the experience. Like you're talking about, you know, drinking more water because you've thrown a sprig of lemon mint in there. And I know that that would be true for sure.
3: And you know, Laura and I were talking about this, too. And as dietitians, we can get into the science of the phytochemicals and the anthocyanins and grapes or lycopene or, you know, whatever. And we can get into all that. But the reality, too, is we it has to taste good. It has to be accessible. And, you know, we have this opportunity to look at what we're doing in our lives for our lifestyle and establish routines that are more thoughtful and purposeful so that the foods we're eating are for our nourishment and not just our consumption. With this pandemic right now, it's made me think a lot about how prepared are our bodies and how prepared are we as healthy or not so healthy human beings to be prepared to to fight off infection and to be healthy and to not have uh, diabetes. And to, I mean, some of these things we are not in control of, but most of our disease states we are. That's really become our own pandemic with obesity and overweight and diabetes and other chronic health diseases that are preventable. And so really looking at these preventable diseases is what something... That really hits home when we're dealing with this pandemic, because if we're going into a situation like this and we're not healthy, our bodies are not fueled, they're not prepared, they're not nourished, they're not uh, at a cellular level ready to really combat another pathogen coming in or another virus or something, you know, looking at our bodies in a more holistic way that we really want to, you know, think about, we want to think about, I would like people to think about, I I think about, however you want to say it, you know, to do our own Due diligence and think about you know how easy is it to have a couple of tomato plants in your yard how easy is it to get the kids in the kitchen to get them thinking about food in this capacity and changing your routine is not so hard we we think it's so so hard of course it's hard yes but some of this is not so hard just taking a little step to the right or a little step to the left takes us in a completely different trajectory months down the road, years down the road. And that's all I think we can do is take little steps, see food in a sense that it's for our nourishment and not just our consumption of just fast, flavorful taste on our tongue. And if we use the herbs and we use food in a way that makes it very tasty and and wonderful, then, you know, we're going to have that same addiction and affinity to, to go have that wonderful salad with that great, fresh, balsamic olive oil dressing. I mean, that's one of my favorite, to wilt all of the, uh, the different greens that you've never used before and make it so that, oh, you crave it. Your mouth waters when you, you hear that vegetable on the grill or whatever it does, you know, for you, what, whatever. But be exposed to it with simple recipes that can make the, the flavor really pop.
2: Laura, did you have something you wanted to add there?
1: No, that was beautiful.
2: One thing that I have done better in the pandemic that I haven't done before, we are having, I have adult children, so I've asked them to join us for Sunday dinner at four, and I'm trying to get out of the rut. Like, we cook the same foods over and over again. Oftentimes, I'm in a hurry, so I don't go out to the garden and pick all of these uh, fresh herbs that I have in my own yard, right? And I've really tried to stop and do different things and go out into my yard and actually pick all of these wonderful things that I grow instead of going, oh, I don't have time to go clip those right now. I'm trying to take the time to change the experience Mm -hmm. a bit.
3: I also like to to think about foods in, do you like Mexican? Do you like the cumin? Do you like the jalapeno? Or do you need to go to a, not a pino? What is that one? Not a pino, it's not as hot as a jalapeno, but it still has that pepper flavor. But you know, there's different things that you can you can look at for, if you're Italian, you're Greek, you love the olive oil. So get a really good olive oil and then use those foods that, or and, and herbs and spices that appeal to you and grow off of that. So try to find what's, I think, you know, interesting to you if if the motivation is you've got the mint in the backyard, what a fun way. You know, have a really beautiful basket maybe, and that's by your back door, and that will entice you to take the dog out or take the cat out or take the child out and walk out in
1: your back and harvest stuff.
2: Any final thoughts? Uh, Laura, do you have any final thoughts before I let the two of you go?
1: I I just um, hope that people are really taking this time and enjoying um, exploring food and eating fresh um, out of their gardens or, or out of their local farmer's garden, um, There's the, the farmer's markets.
2: And Judy?
3: You know, enjoy food. Enjoy food for the value and the taste and experience and where you you get into these little changes of adding foods in. So enjoy.
2: All right. Thanks so much to both of you. I appreciate your time today.